0: Just remember, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. Welcome to A Special Place in Hell. The podcast where an aging Gen X author and a self hating millennial activist come together to thoroughly and conclusively solve our culture war problems with our combined wit, wisdom, and most of all, lived experiences. I am the aging Gen X author, Megan Daum, and with me is my self hating millennial co host, Sarah Hader. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Megan. That's, How are you? I'm okay. That's the first time I have ever done that without reading it off of the, oh, the wow. script. Oh, wow. Isn't that embarrassing? This is episode 19. <laughs> I don't trust okay, myself wait. to memorize it. Um, bad news,
1: maybe. Um, I was just told by a Zoomer family member um, that me calling myself a self-hating millennial is cringe.
0: Oh, I think um, self-hating anything is great. Okay,
1: well, she she says it's cringe. It's cringe. Which part? And the self hating part, I guess. So uh, evidently, it sounds like I hate myself. But I guess what I wanted it to mean was like I hate the fact that I am a millennial yeah. because I hate millennials. I think that's but clear. that's not how it's coming across. Well, well, she says it's not coming across, and even if even if that is coming across, to some people it's cringe. And you know what? I don't want to be cringe. What is not cringe with these folks? Yeah, that's true. Hmm.
0: I, what is? Cr- I mean, what honestly? What do they want? I don't know. This is the thing with anybody. Like, you try and you try and do a podcast you, yeah, intro yeah. every week,
1: yeah, and not be cringe. Sometimes
0: life is cringe. also
1: after a certain age. I think it's just you just have to give up a little and be like, I'm going to be a little
0: cringe, and that's that's well, okay. Also, like so many times, I have thought, I have worried that something is cringe, and then people actually end up liking it. It's very mm. hard to know, mm. so w- one of those things, you go through life, especially if you're doing anything creative or generative, as they say, you have to just kind of hold hold your nose mm. and uh put the work out there, put the content out there, yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's going to be cringe A lo- unfortunately, too often with me I know cringe. I mean, god, my whole I just feel like cringe <laughs> is my default self hating <laughs> and cringe <laughs> is my default setting yeah yeah i just have like a taste in my mind of all the cringe things i've done in my life starting in childhood yeah ongoing playing every time i lay down to go
1: to sleep really when the tape tape starts
0: is that are you serious i mean no
1: kind of sometimes sometimes there are a few moments in my life that for whatever like I'm, i'm normally not like somebody that ruminates over past whatever But there's like a few moments that were exceptionally embarrassing. And then I I just can't wipe them off. Like, you know, the hard. But do you
0: feel like you like you should have like you should have known better or is it just embarrassing? Because self-hating to me, like very specifically refers to like I know you're talking about self-hating in terms of being a millennial. But like my most self-loathing moments, it's always like, oh, God, I was such an idiot and I I did know better or I was showing off or I was performing or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Or, or, okay. So I, I, or I was lying and it was like, in hindsight, stupid and obvious or whatever. I don't, I don't lie very much. So I'm a really bad liar. Um, But in the moment, occasionally I'll just, it'll come out anyway. And then I'll regret it terribly later because, um,
0: yeah, I know that I can't pull it off. Are these like with friends or these interpersonal lies This is like lies or this is like when I was like 9.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> these I are know, not yeah. recent lies cuz I've learned the lesson. <laughs> I can't make that I can't make that shit work so I won't I At won't At what try, age do you think a child
0: should be accountable for their to cringe lies? moments or just for their cringe?
1: Oh okay. Hmm. Can children be cringe? Good question. But I don't I look, think they I can think be cringe. all
0: children are cringe. Can I you think, be cringe? I okay. think hmm. childhood itself is one big cringe. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's true. I hated being a child. I was embarrassed for myself. Really? Throughout. Oh, yeah. I hated it. I just wanted to grow up. Yeah. Because my parents didn't like children. Like we was just nobody wanted to be in that mode. <laughs> nobody. They didn't want to. They, they Yeah. They they wanted us to act like adults. Um, yeah. But we, but we still didn't have any freedom. So, yeah. Worst, yeah. worst of all worlds. All right. Well, so we're going to this is going to be a very special, special place because um, I think we're both we're both exhausted. I'm exhausted. There's a lot we're of both there's a lot of emotional and intellectual labor that goes into this podcast. Yeah.
1: Well, um, but yeah, we also have other things. Um, Megan has a retreat coming up, um, and I have my conference.
0: Yeah, you have um, a conference this weekend very soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have a conference this this weekend, so everything is uh, all the all everyone's hair is on fire. Um, yeah. So unfortunately. This is going to be a more relaxed.
0: Yeah. No, this
1: is going to be relaxed. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, uh, I f- took the red eye to New York last night and I did not sleep on the plane. And can you sleep so, on planes? you um, know how? Can you do it? I, it's like a, a skill, bit, but I, um, I love taking the red eye actually. I, really? I, I try to take it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Cause I, there's because no like just, kids and babies. Yes. There's no kids. <laughs> Although often there, there are, there were a number of dogs on the plane last night. um, uh, you know there's no the, you don't tend to have as many delays they're not air traffic delays i just feel mm-hmm. like it's just a very clean shot you know mm. um, so but yeah i'm completely blurry for recording and i have had no sleep for i'm uh, having
1: a monster i'm drinking a um a monster rehab with that's tea and lemonade it is so like it is so trashy it is like the trashiest thing i can be i can be drinking but you know what i like it
0: you're drinking it, it like okay. at night? Wait, is it, uh, yeah, does it have it's, caffeine? It's,
1: it does, but I have to work on that. I have to, I'm going to finish recording oh. this and then I'm going to go to work. So I got to oh, get God. refreshed. Okay. Um, And this oh, will make it happen. For you. Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's get this over with. So what are we going to talk <laughs> about first? Uh, mm. There was some, uh, there's some exciting stuff on Twitter. Yeah. So we both noticed a tweet from somebody who, at least I was not familiar with. Joanna Schroeder. It doesn't really matter. We don't need to necessarily name drop. Okay. So she says women married to men love all caps to complain about their husband, but few admit that being married doesn't live up to the hype that our society places upon it. We are drowned in wedding culture and expectations for women to be married all while utterly unprepared for what marriage actually is. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think you were unprepared for marriage? No, I me mean, other than not knowing like what sex was or anything like that like, yeah. you're totally <laughs> to taken <speak>. by surprise <laughs> i
1: wasn't i nothing changed for me when at you know post I just thought it was i guess the way I approached marriage was i I thought it was l- less of a new a new step, you know a new stage in our in our relationship and more of like. At the point, it became an accurate descriptor for what we were. Anyway, we were just going to get married, and mm-hmm. that's that's how I did it. So were you already living together? Changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, I, I, um, if my mom is listening to this, um, oh, uh, then then no,
0: I was not. Mom, um, okay, of course you, ha- not. you had an apartment somewhere.
1: Yeah, I did have an apartment. I actually did have an apartment. I I never let go of my apartment until like post-marriage because I just it was my independence you totally. know to have the, yeah and so I paid a bunch of extra money oh, yeah. to always have this apartment I won't let go never of my apartment <laughs> now yes. yeah yeah
0: yeah Um, Okay, so this, and somebody responded, actually, ever since 30, most of my friends agreed that we'd all like to communally raise our kids in a lady commune. Men can come on day passes when desired by the inhabitants. I find women quite ready to admit marriage is a garbage institution sold to us with weird Victorian values. This is so, uh, like, 80s or something. This just feels very stale, this line of logic do these women have like really
1: bad husbands or or do do their husbands not know they have a twitter and can they read them
0: well it doesn't matter because they're punching up to the patriarchy you can say anything you want about men but you're still married to the guy you know
1: yeah. Well, presumably, maybe she is. This is
0: just so old. Like, this is just the old sitcom. Oh, my husband is such, is so useless. It's just, this is just like very, Stop very. Stop marrying basic. losers. Well, <laughs> um, then they would say there's a lot of losers out there. It's, uh, uh, you know, okay. So there's, there's a lot going on here so i mean if you're going to talk about stop marrying losers then we're going to talk about hypergamy we're going to talk about how there's all these women competing for no, no 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 because hi-
1: hypergamy is definitely women competing for like hot guys and chads And right, whatever. but if you don't like,
0: get those guys right but if you there's, don't there's get them, plenty you- of
1: nice dudes who are nice little you know nerdy
0: dudes who will be good partners uh, that's okay. I don't think that it's necessarily true that nerdy dudes are better partners better than partners like the ex jocks, because here's the thing. I think there's this phenomenon. I call it recovering nerd syndrome. So these guys that were nerdy in high school, then they they're smart and then they get, they get successful and rich. And then they are so sort of, they have this unconscious disbelief that they could actually get women that they will only date really hot women and they're actually really shallow about women because they're making up for lost time as opposed <laughs> to the ex quarterback the ex jock the high school jock is just like very self-confident and you know likes yeah. women for who they are and is, is actually not as shallow about i've observed this uh, actually, and-
1: I, yeah 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 i think i think <laughs> we're making a lot of broad <laughs> like generalizations mm-hmm. over these groups but that's what fun what's fun about this um no, I, I I agree with you that I think that there's there's not necess- it's it's not necessarily the case that nerds are less miso- less uh misogynistic I've I've or sexist in general. I've I just think I've they're insecure. It's
0: con- I'm not saying that it's yeah, yeah, even yeah. being done on purpose. I just think that yeah, they it's I think that there's a level of confidence that certain men. And also you see this in very attractive women. I think there's a recovering nerd syndrome with women too. Mm. So I have noticed like very, very, very attractive women are able to be with, you know, perhaps less attractive men because they're not constantly trying to prove that they can be with a hot guy. Like, it's not like they're going to be with a guy who's not hot and then think, oh no, people are going to think I'm not good enough to get a hot guy. Because if you're so beautiful, nobody's going to think that.
1: Do, well, but do, do women try to get hot guys? Like, is that what, like if you're a hot woman, you don't try to get a hot guy necessarily. You try, you try to get, get a, a rich guy,
0: a, a rich guy, guy high status guy because yeah. you can. Yeah. 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 So I think that's the Right. Ones, yeah. I mean the hot, yeah, it's the hot the high status continuum is a little, not exactly equal to the other side, but yeah. So, okay. I don't know. Um, They want to raise their kids on a, on a lady commune. Well, you've got a bunch of kids and mm-hmm. um, they're not just... in a
1: lady commune, commune and I would. So I, I
0: I understand
1: what it is that they feel that they're missing and what they're missing is family close by, like an extended family that's close by. That's what they're missing. And yeah. that's what no one can articulate because they've never had anything close to it. But if you live, if you have a small family to begin with, and then they're spread out everywhere you have kids on your own. You're going to have a tough time of it. What you need is an extended family, specifically maternal extended family. Mm. That it, and this is, of course, this is the best case scenario. And I wasn't able to achieve this. I don't live with my maternal family, um, and I I miss it. You know, like I wish I had them close by because they're such an asset. Um, but there's, you know, uh, there's been some studies done on this uh, who women tend to trust with their own children. Um, And the kinds of, you know, women who get a lot of rest and stuff and uh, women like having their own mothers and their own sisters, particularly, and sometimes even their brothers close by to act as, you know, uh, allo mothers, essentially. Mm -hmm. um and so what these what these women are missing is that support network and they're trying to recreate it outside of the family they're saying just you know fuck the family and fuck marriage and fuck all this and like instead we're gonna we're gonna have this commune thing which never i mean it's so ahistorical too to even to even mention this and i think they're just griping of course i don't think they mean it very literally but but there have been communes. <laughs> yeah, they should read We've Her Land. Well, there's terrible.
0: a famous novel by Charlotte Perkins Gilman called Her Land okay. about uh, women. Uh, yeah, it's this it was the same idea that there was like a, a a utopia of of all women and the men. I think they had to be invited. I can't remember what the exact premise was. But um, yeah, I had had this. I, I remember I years ago, I wrote an essay called Her Land Revisited and it was about how in my circles in New York City there were hardly any men so it often felt like an Amazon colony (laughs) it really did Oh yeah you go to parties I mean even to this day in my sort of you know artsy circles you go to a party and there's it's like a bunch of women and a few guys usually somebody's husbands you know so Mm -hmm. um yeah, but uh, the commune. But,
1: but you know, they don't work. They don't work. Communes don't work. They last for one generation, maybe, maybe, and then the kids that grow up in it are all fucked up, and they, they, they <laughs> then you know write, uh, you know about their experiences and and how how much they regret it. Oh they yeah, back to and normal. They go on they, Oprah
0: and talk about yeah. it,
1: and then and then they become just they they go back into this you know horrible institution of marriage. Um, and it, it's just happened over and over again in human history, where people have had this same idea: that like, what if we just, yeah, live and in this, yeah, yeah, you know, e- egalitarian commune, and there, nobody's kids will belong. Every everyone will be raising everyone's kids, and everyone will be
0: sleeping with whoever they want. And um, it's it, not good to have men <laughs> ro- roaming around unattached either. Yeah, like I yeah. had Richard Reeves on the unspeakable. Uh, depending on when people are listening to this uh, this week, I guess. And yeah, he talks in in his book of boys and men about how men and boys are falling behind. He talks about how uh, there's really nothing. We used to say there's nothing more dangerous, but there's really nobody more miserable than a wifeless man. That husbandless women do much better than men without partners and wives. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I mean, most divorces are initiated by women, yeah, and men are unlikely to leave a marriage unless they are having an affair unless they have somebody else. They're not going to just leave a marriage so they can find themselves and do pottery, you know, yeah,
1: is I, that weird like it, it, i was I remember being surprised by that um when I first came upon um the fact that women women initiate most of the divorces, and that that reflects also in. Lesbian couples? Am I am I right to to cause, wait wait? Cause I, the I women, think I in, a, in a lesbian couple, the woman initiates a divorce. Well, well, like in the sense of <laughs> lesbian couples are, uh, are more likely definition. to divorce. They're more oh. likely to divorce than gay male couples. Is that is that correct? Well, I think that's, oh, that's I don't correct. know because gay... they're women and they're just like you know racing to the <laughs> to initiate the divorce.
0: Oh, see, gosh, I'm kind of surprised. I would think that. Heterosexual couples would have a higher, well, Wait, we could uh, probably find this out. I mean, ga- Hold on. It, look, gay marriage has been around for a short enough of a time that I don't think the the gays have had time to catch up with the with the divorce. I remember when gay divorce that was like a punchline. Gay marriage was so new, and then I remember people saying like, "Oh my gosh, I I my friend is the first gay divorce." That was considered, <laughs> yeah, it was the ultimate like equality has been achieved. Um, But okay. Hold on. Hold on. I I pulled it up.
1: I pulled it up. Um, Lesbian couples are more likely to divorce than gay ones. It's, uh,
0: well, I wonder if that's because gay men are like having sex outside of the marriage more. Yeah, I, I, I guess, or, you know, and able uh, to deal with it. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so, if you, if you look at the, the sexual and relationship dynamics, of gay male couples versus heterosexual couples. It's just so obvious that men are so much more oriented toward sex and having multiple partners. And um, it's the, the dynamic is completely different. You take a woman, the the women are the the breaks, right? Like the women are sort of the guardrails on the relationship. So you take the woman out and you get, I don't know, not hedonistic, I'm not saying, but like you get um much more sort of free, much more freewheeling sexual activity.
1: Yeah. I, I guess that must be what it is. So I'm I'm looking at this is a this is a Office of National Statistics. This is so these paywalls, man, I'm because I'm looking it up like as we're talking about it and I I'm just hitting yeah, paywalls Office after of paywall.
0: National Statistics. You know what? We can't sign up for every Substack. All right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm yeah. not a paid subscriber to Office of National Statistics dot substack dot com
1: lesbian couples are more than twice as likely to get divorced than gay men. Hmm. New figure. this is a figure from, uh, 20, this is an article from 2017. Um, so that's interesting. Twice, two and a half times more likely to get divorced than male same sex couples. So yeah, there's a, there's a same, which is kind of interesting because I think it says something about the genders. Um,
0: I think women are a lot better at being by themselves. It's really hard for Mm -hmm. men because, I mean, these are such stereotypes. This is like the generalization episode, but you know, they have uh, it's women have a lot of friends. They have a lot that women are just talkers, they talk about their feelings Mm -hmm. with lots of people. And men often tend to rely only on their female partner for those sorts of things. Do women have higher expectations
1: for marriage? That's a good question. I mean based on like what this these women in in these tweets are talking about that you know they find marriage is a garbage institution I mean that's a
0: Yeah I don't know what they mean
1: by that That's a cry of uh, I I I mean so the first tweet was about women married to men love to complain about husbands, but few admit that being married doesn't live up to the hype that our society places upon it. I but mean, what is
0: does it, that mean? Like, you just w- watched a bunch of romantic comedies that have weddings so. in them. I think I think that's what they're admitting.
1: You know, like they're <laughs> admitting that they read read a bunch of dumb no- novels, or and watched they watched "Say Yes these, to the Dress" and breast. they believed it. Yeah, and and they believed it, and now they're upset. I mean, because I I didn't I. What did you think when you first got married? Were you was you know did you have this sense of like it
0: it's going to be this magical thing um and then- well i did uh i mean oh gosh my wedding is actually my wedding was great but it was also very dark because we got married really quick quickly because my mother was dying it was really oh. sad but uh i mean it's not like we got we had been together for several years but uh um I don't know. I wanted to be married. I I actually, I'm so glad that I have been married. Hmm. So I have a very good relationship with my Um, Mm ex-husband. He's a great Mm -hmm. ex-husband. And so I feel, I feel that if I had never gotten married, I would feel like, oh no, is there something wrong with me? And um, I mean, there is something wrong with me that definitely, you know, what I will say in terms of the lady communes, what now I hear about the lady communes is that we all want to, when we're old and feeble, we want to live on a commune together. So we have, we can take care of each other in our geriatric stage. Mm. Yeah. Because either we don't have husbands or the husbands are going to die or we don't have kids. I mean, this is actually a really serious concern.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. I was, I was reading something about it the other day about, people who are don't have kids or don't talk to their kids. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. You know? That's and a lot. Either having yeah. kids
0: is not a guarantee that anyone's yeah, gonna take care yeah, of. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, that's the other thing. So that is so they were just unprepared for, you know, golden years alone and it caught up to and then they were they were they were contrasting it with people who always knew that that was going to be them. And they planned accordingly and, you know, set up Mm. like situated their, their, uh, future properly and, and, and place themselves in communities where they knew they would have, you know, others close by kind of thing. And they can make these support networks that weren't going to happen. They knew through their family. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I bet some of these, some of these people, they're not going to, it's not going to be planned. It's not going to be what they wanted for themselves. Some of these women that we've been talking about so much on our on this podcast, these 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 women who wanted kids, um, started too late or never found Mr. Right or whatever it was, and then never had them. Um, who are going to live a long time because women live a long time. I mean, one solution is yeah, you could adopt, I guess. Um,
0: oh, one. Cool. No, not me. That's one. The last <laughs> thing I want. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but like you don't want to adopt a child just so you have just somebody to, to take care of you. Adoption is also, that's maybe this is a subject for another time. I realize I say that all the time. I think adoption is really romanticized mm-hmm. uh, in the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's not something many people can do. Yeah. No, it's a very different parenting experience. I used to do volunteer work in the foster care system. I was a CASA, a court appointed special advocate. And I saw a lot of people trying to adopt kids out of the system, older kids, kids with special needs. And I think there's a lot of naivete about what really Mm -hmm. goes into that. And it comes, Mm -hmm. it comes from obviously good intentions, but um, it's, if you're going to adopt older kids, especially you're signing up for an experience that could be incredibly rewarding, but it is not the same experience as being a parent of your biological kids or even kids you adopted as infants. It's, a totally different thing, like hundred percent a different thing.
1: Yeah, well, I don't have any experience. I don't actually. I don't know if I know anybody. I know one one couple that has. No, I know two. I know two couples who have adopted kids because they could not have their own. So they had, but they they had them since they were babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a that's a different experience if you had them since they were really really young versus foster care. Oh yeah, it's... kids that were sort of have the developed personality and um, sometimes are difficult.
0: I think that's. Yeah, important. almost I think always. I could do it. Um, you could do anything. I think I anything. want to. I, I think I, that's kinda, a good. I think it would be a good thing for you to add to your schedule. Adopting yeah, I, a foster kid right now. I.
1: A part of me just. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll never be able to. But I, I want to. It feels like a good thing to do to give a, you know, a child a home. And I. I want to. And I have. A, I've actually I have a neighbor who fosters newborns. Mm hmm. And just for like a short period of time, because newborns need like intensive care um, until they can find somebody, you know, who is willing to take yeah. the kids on more permanently. And which is like, to me, that's like, you know, God's work to the extent that you can call anything God's work is taking care of. Newborns are so, so, so I think talented. a three-year-old would be
0: harder, but a newborn no, is no. a well, But like newborns if it's a three-year-old that you don't know. Like, that's really hard. A, Newborns a new- are up every half hour. You're feeding them.
1: I mean, it's a round the clock experience. Right. It's, it's, it's yeah and they're not even cute they're not socializing well, with and they're you in the same way they're probably drug
0: exposed a lot of i mean can you imagine the dysfunction that would have to be in place in order for a newborn e- and, and to get to separated be, and put into the foster care system that's an yeah. extreme situation
1: and they have high 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 needs some of those kids so i mean and so this 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 woman and i think yeah she she has a husband as well and um, they they are older and they just have the time. They're both retired, so they're doing this. And I think I think that's incredible. I I don't know. I want to do it. It's a it's a dream that I, maybe I'd be able to have the free time to to make that happen. But probably <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I I'd want to. I do want to.
0: People get paid for it. Do you know that? Oh, People really? get yeah, but not, so
1: not much, right? I mean, they it cost not so much, much, but a lot be. of.
0: But you know, there's this whole world of foster care providers and a lot of them run group homes or that they have multiple kids in their homes. And when I was volunteering in the system, it wasn't uncommon to hear foster parents refer to it as the business. They were in the business. And so, yeah, no, you would see it. uh, There would be like often like a single woman um, and she would have like a big house somewhere, usually in not a very nice neighborhood. And she would have like as many, you know, four kids, five kids, whatever, however many beds she had. And it wasn't always bad. Some of these, some of these moms were great. Like you wanted, Mm -hmm. if you're a social worker, you, that was the first call you made, for instance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they get a stipend. They get um, the county or the state or whatever gives them a stipend for food and clothing. And uh, yeah, for some people it is absolutely how they uh, make a, making a living. (sighs) It is, but yeah, it's like it's... there. I don't feel like there's better solutions. No, there isn't. There it's a, it's like, yeah, the, yeah it, this world. It's I, I find it fascinating. Um, I actually wanted to. I wrote a whole. Yeah, I, I wrote a whole TV treatment. I I really thought there should be like a a show like The Wire, but about the foster care system because it's amazing. There's like every level. There's just like the just the worst, darkest most poverty-stricken, drug-addicted dysfunction, and then you also have philanthropists, but you have people, like, with a lot of money who are putting, you know, funding, you know, dumping money into fundraisers, and then you've got, like, super religious people and evangelical Christians who are volunteering, and you know, to foster, and then there's, like, a lot of gay couples have traditionally been foster parents or adopting out of the foster care system because they couldn't get... Kids, in any other way, oh. and mm-hmm. so it's amazing. It's an incredible world, and it's um. There's, it's, it's almost too dark though. If you have kids nobody. It's wa- was, just too yeah, dark. That's the thing, yeah. is nobody wanted to do this show, and I thought it was. I thought it would be great. I think I'm really interested in the way <laughs> we we romanticize um, institutions like marriage and motherhood mm-hmm. and even family life. I think family life is very very sort of naively considered in this culture. So I,
1: It's it's like, a, there's two parts to it, right? So there's that one that we romanticize it in the strange way and I think that takes away also from the beauty of it and from the, like, it prevents you from creating the kind of healthy institution that is possible. You know, the, the romanticizing gets in the way. Obviously, there's, there's joys to being a mother, um, being a parent in general, and I I, you know, part of the reason I say things like this would be a norm is what I'm trying to say, make it, let's make it as easy as possible for family life to be enriching and, you know, just an experience that you wish you had had um, uh, rather than the alternative where you have all these women uh, in middle age tweeting about how much they, they hate their marriages. It's just um, astounding to me. But anyway, this woman... I was just browsing through her her, her Twitter. She's maybe not the right person to be referencing. She's also um, uh, <laughs> there's another um, uh, on the in the Boston Globe. She says a letter to her white sons. Okay. Um, she has a she has a video. I have not watched it, but um, it's a video commentary for the Emancipator. <laughs> Does not that sound like something you'd like to. <laughs> The Emancipator. Um, Oh, yeah, the Emancipator. I like that. She she shows how the pipeline to white supremacy begins. Um, She knew that once the algorithm got the idea that her son wanted to see neo-Nazi content, it would just send more posts like this to his impressionable eyes. Uh, So she implores white parents to teach their kids about white supremacy and social media literacy for their own safety. Um, Yeah, white people need to just... I don't Are you saying
0: I this? should look at less Nazi stuff on YouTube, Sarah? Is that what you're saying?
1: I think you should send the Nazi stuff to other people's kids and then mm. get them onto this pipeline yeah uh, yeah uh I, that so I-, I think what happened to her is her her son accidentally fell onto a weird YouTube. Uh, algorithm thing where he started liking posts that were glorifying messed up stuff. But I, okay. That's part of being like a shit posting 11 year old boy is to do stuff like this. I, every, like every other boy that I was friends with did stuff like this online. Like they're like, Hey, Hey, Hey And they would show you shocking stuff just to, just to shock you. Yeah. Um, And it was like, I think it's part of them, you know, growing up, you got to get through this like gnarly, disgusting phase. Um, Yeah. No. No.
0: Oh, totally. I mean, just the thing with all of these pronouncements about men are this way, relationships are that way. This is how the world is. It's so subjective. It's just whatever your experience is. It's like Mm. somebody could say, oh, the world hates women. Women are always being told to shut up. Okay. Like, that's because somebody told you to shut up for some reason, and that
1: maybe, maybe that's not nice sh- of maybe, them, yeah. or maybe
0: you should shut up. Who knows? Yeah, maybe you should not shut up. But it's so hard because <laughs> I think we're all guilty of this. I know I am. We see, we have our own individual experience, and we extrapolate from that, and and then look at the culture. I that's like my favorite thing to do. I love to to have my life and my experiences, and then use those as a lens through which to look at bigger things and try to connect dots and and think about why things are the way they are in the big picture. And it's really, at the end of the day, it's just whatever my particular experience has been. And so I just, all of this stuff, it's like this woman tweeted this because, yeah, whatever. She's having this problem with her husband. Like he's not doing what he should be doing. Does that mean mm-hmm. that all husbands are like that? i sorry, this is a really banal point, but it comes up again and again. I just, sometimes I just don't even know what to, like sometimes I just think I shouldn't even be talking about these things or, thinking about them, but, but they're, I love talking and thinking about them. So I'm not going to stop, but <laughs> it's, it's fun. So we're going to, we're going to um, keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, people have, they go through what they go through. Yeah. I guess where I come out with this is why is it okay to talk about your, to talk about husbands like this collectively when it yeah. would be totally unacceptable for men to yeah. talk about their wives this yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, instant, it's, instant ratio. If that if anybody ever did anything like that,
1: yeah, but th- this woman is uh, she's yeah. you, I mean, she she's she has some good go amount go of coaching, but she's
0: yeah, yeah, she's uh, she ha- so
1: that 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 thing was actually a whole thread, we didn't read it. Um,
0: we Do read any, just the first one. Any more notable? Are there any no- notable? tweets
1: the reality of marriage is this one you will not be in love with your husband for your entire life maybe one percent of people get that you will desire other people at some point in your marriage you will be asked to take on the bulk of your family and home care even if working you will not be given any tools for how to manage conflict resentment
0: jealousy or labor imbalance what who
1: yes the institution of
0: marriage does not give you those tools yeah Yeah, they 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 should have
1: every time when you get married you should just you have should have a booklet and it says how to marriage um well, they used and to have that don't they you. have
0: that in ultra religious communities i mean yeah a, a priest yeah <laughs> you will yeah. likely
1: be unable to afford marital counseling everything in your life will be <sighs> entwined your finances your sex life what is this this is how could you will be unhappy being married sometimes 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 yeah um, you will be seen by society, your partner, or both, as betraying your spouse for admitting that marriage and family don't fully fulfill okay, you. Okay,
0: that is just not true. There's an entire yeah. industry of people of women saying that very thing. There are countless books about this. There are countless articles. It's it's a completely not only accepted but celebrated discourse. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Society will shame you for needing space and a separate identity from your family. No, that's
0: you're you're celebrated. Yeah, you're celebrated for. There's not even. You go, even Yeah, um,
1: you'll be surrounded by fellow miserable wives who self medicate with affairs, boozy weekends away, and wine mom culture. What?
0: Yeah, this is just this is a very this is (laughs) this is a her problem. This is a you problem. (laughs) Yeah. See,
1: yeah, Um, it's. uh, you yeah. will have little to no bodily autonomy and be told repeatedly that if you don't have sex with your husband, he'll find it elsewhere. You'll be told that everything you're feeling and doing is normal, uh, and you should just accept your deep dissatisfaction as a trade for benefits, partnership, financial security, two parent home for kids.
0: And so, what's the solution? Okay, so not getting married. So, if you have a domestic partnership, this isn't going to happen, or you just should get rid of the guy altogether. I don't know. And then you can I, complain I mean, this- that he's not paying child support. What do you want? <laughs>
1: I, I feel like these who's what did the, these women clearly needed you know uh, an an old wise woman to to give them these facts of life and instead they got it from pop culture or something um and had these expectations going into marriage that don't make sense and seem like people who are i mean maybe the husband feels exactly the same way too oh
0: my gosh men are they're worse sometimes they're burdened they they're stressed they're worrying about supporting the family and they feel like they can't speak out yeah yeah anyway we've gone on about this long enough haven't we yeah it's just again it gets back to this do women control Cancel culture. I know this isn't a cancel culture thing, but so much of the just public discourse is guided by women. Oh, definitely. De- I mean, it, it just men never. I mean, maybe in the manosphere. See, this is what the thing is. So, like, it's it's almost like this is sort of a a lady sphere. Like, the, the equivalent would be men saying horrible things about women in the manosphere, and we'd have these women saying these things they're not being raunchy or you know <laughs> completely misandrist yeah but uh, it, this is just part of mainstream this is this part is of mainstream. the mainstream so women don't vernacular. have a special
1: woman's sphere. women just have the culture oh, that's women the, culture. Have the mainstream that's right. culture
0: that's right and men have
1: their alternative spaces women so the, the negative to that um and i wanted to write about this i don't know i've talked about this probably the women don't have alternative spaces. Women have the main, the culture and we own the culture and you can get this, you can get this uh, kind of perspective everywhere all the time and be celebrated for it. Um, And then if you would seek, if you are a woman who seeks a a different perspective, you have, you know, the religious community, you know, like become a trad wife and leave the discourse entirely um, and talk to your priest or whatever, your church group. Um, or you know, be like us, kind of floating there, um, with our you know five followers, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> those, are, know, my, those like, are my
0: followers, Sarah. You have speak. I don't know how many. you okay. have. Right. they should join yep. the. They can join the on easy.
1: Yeah. There you go. But, but but I I definitely think that there's there's a difficulty. I've found that there's a difficulty in finding alternative spaces. I think men. On, uh, on the one hand, have no acceptance for their, for their grievances are not accepted in the mainstream culture at all. On the other, it's easier for them, I think, to form alternative spaces. Um, I, I think p- part of it is that you're going to be demonized anyway. So you might as well just do, do your own thing and be demonized there and at least, you know, oh, that's so uh, get interesting. the support you need. You think
0: that's why it's easier for them to f- form the alternative spaces. Uh, it's not because they're better at Reddit or they're better at computers. No, th- th- there's no, there's multiple reasons. I don't
1: think it has to do with the Reddit or computer thing. I also think it's because they are they they um, don't mind stigmatized leaders in the way women do. Oh. Like I think I think Jordan, the fact that everyone in the world and every everyone in not you know not in the world, but everyone in the New York literary space hates Jordan Peterson doesn't matter to the Jordan Peterson fan. Right. You know? It only helps them. It adds it only, to their yeah, currency. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't mind that he, they're sort of, they, they sort of feel like I'm placing my own path. I don't, you know, I've done, that blah, blah, blah. like the Men will do this. Men will follow sort of these, these radical thinkers, and they're not even radical, but like the non mainstream thinkers. Mm-hmm. Women won't, you know, women, like e- even, even when I look at women who are, you know, like, like us heterodox thinkers, much of our following is male. Oh,
0: really? Not I you. think but that's true you. for I me.
1: That's true for like, that's because like, You're hot, uh, Sarah, but that's true. That's true of so many. That's like, it's Christina Hoff summers. Like it's, but
0: that's like, big, what she got, all the gamers. she
1: got all those gamers. I think that but, that's, but even before then it was always for, for her. It was always dudes um, that were a big fan, a big part of her fan base. Um, Yeah.
0: See, oh, it's so frustrating. Right. So like,
1: you know, I, I on here see elite, like I'm thinking of all these women who I, who are demonized and stigmatized kind of, and I'm, I feel that their fan bases are far more male than would be expected with, with women of their stature who weren't. I wonder if it's because
0: the men are more open about being fans of those women, Um, I mean, Jordan Peterson is an interesting case because apparently if you go to hear him speak, there are a lot of women there. I mean, Uh certainly more men, but there are a lot of women there and they haven't all come with their boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan Peterson is such a good example. I, I think what he does for men is incredibly important and valuable. And I wish there was something like that for women.
1: I've been saying that for a long time. Well, you know, the, I think there was something. Right.
0: the Princeton mom, for instance, yeah, could have <laughs> fallen. Not her specifically, necessarily, but somebody giving the message that she that she was saying, like, find somebody if you want to have kids, find some, find a high quality partner early in life while you're in college while you can, and walk away from the gambling table and settle down. If somebody like her was elevated to Jordan Peterson level. I I think but that she, would be but, very interesting. But how
1: could that, I mean, was elevated, Like, Who's elevating them? Like, no. The other women aren't following these women. You know, that these sort of straight talking, clean your room kind of language but would the not work women? for women.
0: Are there, are there trad women who are kind of saying these things? Trad women aren't following? leaders, period. Like they're just, they just sort of disappear,
1: disappear from the discourse. So
0: maybe this is just because, so women, maybe this is sort of like a sexism th- kind of biological Imperatives, sexism huh. thing. Maybe women are just not I as know. natural I just feel leaders. Like,
1: no, but women just like Brene Brown is there, but she's just like you yeah, know, but she's, just open up the you, you that is really authentically you, and then your real voice well, will speak shame, up, and then you'll, and you'll and be finally like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's all this nonsense like Oprah talk. You know, like there's space, tons and tons of space for Oprah talk, and and women who are who who basically give women very uh, in couched in beautiful language you know empowerment and all this all these all these words that sound very good and make them feel good about themselves yeah
0: it's very without a lot
1: of practical no advice, it's very you know, feelings
0: like, based okay but cheryl sandberg what about her for example i, don't know, was, I was like get to work she was yeah uh, i mean it was very yeah, it was okay it was okay. Bitch.
1: it was okay I, I i did think there was a there was it was fine yeah i mean i don't want to be too harsh on her because there were i was reading that book and it was like i agreed with much of it and then and then there was also some you know denying biological reality aspect of it which well, she she didn't do right. that too much she wasn't as bad as some of the others um but i i do feel like that that's it's it's missing there's a piece missing there's like a spiritual leader a female spiritual leader that's missing that can provide non coping <laughs> advice
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um anyway. Yeah, I guess you have to think about what do, right, so what's the female analog to all those boys who need to be told to clean their rooms by Jordan Peterson? Are they girls that are just... Penelope Trunk. (laughs) Right, so (laughs) we're going to have her on the show, hopefully, as a guest. We can uh, can ask her these things. I don't think women take that Take that well, though. That's the that's right. My, that's what I'm asking. Who's the who are the young women who are the who are the equivalent to the boys yeah. that are that are needing to be told to clean their rooms? Are they women mm. who are just like com- need that are completely clueless as to what's a realistic set of expectations they can have of a man? Like, are they just dating on the dating apps and getting upset that nobody's calling them? Like, what? I don't the, know. You, you're talking about these are the the the, like, the, like the women that would, would be the, listening. The women to. that would be listening to this hmm. this mythical straight yeah, talking guru.
1: I, I mean, I, it doesn't even need to be somebody who's already lost. But I think it's it's helpful always to have, you know, voices who are counter to whatever narrative is is you know just to have multiple options of here here are multiple ways of thinking about the same. Right. situation. And if you don't feel that this, you know, girl boss thing is, is right for you or something about it seems missing, here's this, uh, here's another way to look at it. You know, yeah. I don't feel like I was never, gra- I never gravitated towards the Oprah, you know, woman mentor. And I actually found it very irritating. Um, and I, I gravitated sort of like Richard Dawkins, you know, like the like people who, who were very reality based thinkers and, yeah. You know, but, but the, then, you know, the, yeah, I, I just think that they there wouldn't be a following for a woman like that. Like, if a woman, even when a woman popped up and was saying, here, I'm willing to give this advice. I have good advice. I'm willing to be this mentor and the leader to women. I don't know if she would get the kind of following that Jordan Oh yeah, Because women are had. so tough on other women.
0: Yeah. All we do is... Criticize, she would be. She would be criticized and, for
1: being not yeah. ca- compassionate enough and not considering this or considering that. And I don't know if women follow other women. Period. You know, I just don't know if that. Mm. I don't know if it's if it happens in the same way. I don't know if there's a respect for hierarchy in the same way. I mean, these are a lot of generalizations, but <laughs> I, I I I think there's a truth to it. You know, because the female spaces every the online female spaces are so copy. They're so. Cope-y. They're so you go, girl. It's fine. Here's what you, you know, like, like he he's yeah. an asshole, and this is blah blah blah. And like the male spaces,
0: they're like, go to the gym.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I like go that. Go to the gym. I like. I like that, that too. That's what I want to hear. That's I wanna, why I, I always, hear go to the gym. Yeah.
0: I liked those dating guides. Like he's just not that into you. That's. Oh yeah. I think yeah, that yeah. book is brilliant. Yeah. And the, the precursor to that was the Wasn't rules. it written by a man or something? It was written by a man and a woman. Um, um they were writers on sex in the city. I'm gonna I think it was uh Liz Liz DeCillo and Greg Barrett. I think I think that's mm-hmm. their names. Um yeah, I thought that book was just great and actually yeah. completely feminist. Yeah. Because it's like, you know what? Don't waste your time. You have better things to do. You literally you you're gonna free yourself from trying to magical think your way into this guy liking you. Like he's either likes you or he doesn't move on. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like this is what a time saver. Like, look at all the stuff you can get done if you just (laughs) let go of trying to control something that you can't control. I think it's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, this whole thread is a bit like that too. It's like, here's, here's all the things that I find disappointing in marriage, you know, and I don't feel this way or feel that way. And I'm not hearing a lot about what she's doing.
0: Do all these women have kids. I just, that's, like, are we talking about marriage or are we talking about co-parenting? I think or she's talking about bits. everything.
1: She's talking about all these things put together. Um, she's mostly talking about marriage, I think. Uh, but she mentions here and there, uh, mm. ch- uh like resp- household responsibilities, which I presume means means children. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we've we've gone on enough about yeah. this,
0: haven't we? Yes. Uh, Okay, so moving on to our next topic, sports.
1: What sports. Something we know. Do you know a lot about sports? No, nothing. Nothing. Very little. Yeah. I wish, you know, I've dated guys who were like very athletic. And that's the closest thing. Yeah, I've. me too. Me too. <laughs> that's the most. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they watch sports. sports. I have, yeah, I have uh uh Known many sporty guys and been around them while they, no, no, not spar- watch sports, like, uh, participate. Like
0: but, like, burn. what kinds of sports? College like, sports, like football, team sports or football. like cycling and that kind of no, thing? No, no, cycling. No, foot, football.
1: <laughs> cycling. Ugh. No, it's fine. It's fine to be into, into cycling, but that's that was not my experience. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I did. My uh, college boyfriend was like a football dude. Wow. And his uh like he lived in this house with his brother and this other guy and they were all like very athletic. His brother was like played soccer for his college. Um and, and the other guy I don't know what he did, but he was always shirtless and coming back from a run or whatever and drinking gallons of milk. Their house <laughs>
0: <laughs> smells good. I can smell it from here. It's
1: just it was so bad, Megan. It was and it was other than, it was clean right they weren't dirty or anything it's just that they were constantly like working out or whatever and they had this stinky laundry that would be sitting there in in you know uh, in the laundry room which was right next to the kitchen and that whole house smelled like a dirty sock like it was just it was so bad i couldn't i couldn't stand to be in there
0: but, but yeah. you know, I think forced if you had married large that, large group that group guy, group. you would be doing yeah, laundry. Like be you would be doing nothing socks. but doing laundry and cleaning up after him and you would be tweeting stuff like this. Or you, you could would just be have like some of kind of on that tweet thread. You need like a
1: sealed laundry room. You know what I mean? So the smell doesn't seep out. But yeah. it just it was it was as if there was no, you know, in the drywall, there were just dirty, <laughs> dirty socks <laughs> and underwear. <laughs> it was just From the smell
0: the- was. From owners' past. there were dirty, like... there were dirty football jerseys from the early <laughs> 1900s, from when the house was built.
1: Yeah, and I don't even. I don't think they were particularly dirty
0: or anything. It was just that they were always
1: working out. They were always drinking lots of milk and meat and whatever, and milk, yeah, gallons of milk. I don't yeah, remember.
0: that's a good recovery drink. Just like a, chocolate milk is a good recovery drink. I've uh, been told. Yeah, I mean, I it love was, chocolate milk it was so. Um. Yeah, okay. so that's
1: my experience with sports. That's what I know about sports.
0: Um, okay, but we're going to know a lot more here because there's a big story, <laughs> and it's super, super relevant to the culture it today. Is so, oh man. So, so, um, this is from the. I'm reading from
1: uh, the uh, the AP. Um, It says the NHL for the first time has done an internal demographic survey of its staff and all 32 teams. And the results show that hockey has a lot of work to do to increase diversity at all levels. Are you surprised by this, Megan? Whoa, wait. The NHL. So
0: are they saying that there's like not enough white guys? Close. What are they saying? Just
1: that, but like. But not that, the, the um, other way around. The other way around. The report released Thursday found that 83.6% of the NHL's workforce, so this workforce is not like hockey players,
0: but workforce is Zamboni white and that... drivers. <laughs> what? Are they talking about the Zamboni drivers? The Zamboni drivers? What is that? The thing that you drive across the ice to to make it all nice again. That machine, the thing that you drive. Oh. You don't know what a Zamboni is? <laughs>
1: I didn't know that's what it was called yeah <laughs> I have ice skated like twice in my life and it was h- horrible now, every
0: time. is Sarah is that because you're not white I think probably actually do you feel it, that you I don't know did anybody you feel that the ice rink <laughs> was a violent space for you
1: it, it was definitely um yeah violent is a good way to put it in that I fell a lot <laughs> well, <I>
0: just... <laughs> that's because. If that's because you were a brown person and I don't you, know what you it was, were not it feeling was... empowered. You didn't you did not have enough uh like safe vibes around you or
1: something. I wish I knew how to ice skate. It seems
0: like a fun It's a very hobby. beautiful. Okay, yeah. so basically they're upset because there's not enough black ice hockey players. That's what and, this is. And,
1: and people working in the NHL in general. So um you know, men make up nearly sixty-two percent of the total workforce um which is just it's
0: that little relief. honestly so me too
1: right like okay but i guess i have a lot of like admin people right marketers whatever i don't i don't know i don't know what explains that but mm-hmm. um uh ne- that nearly mirrors a situation on the ice where more than 90 percent of players and nearly all the coaches and officials are white wow yeah.
0: So this I think sad. you should be get get go find like you know disadvantaged black people go into black communities and be like sorry you're going to get into the hockey business no matter what we are got we've got some <laughs> initiatives and you're going there's no 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 getting out of it you're you're coming with us right now
1: why hasn't like hockey it's just I think it's just like cold climate cold cold yeah. winter sports cold. are not it's not traditionally things that brown people are
0: yeah, Super why aren't entry. there a lot of... Um, it's so why, weird. Why are <laughs> skiers mostly white?
1: But there's a, there's that, the Jamaican bobsledding. Thing. That's right. There's, there's a there's reason that, that
0: was a comedy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Were they um, good? Were they any good? I don't know that I ever saw it. Is that Cool Runnings? Is that the name of the film? By the way, I think we misspoke. We were talking about um, uh, Hot Chicks. We were talking about a Tina Fey movie last time, and we said... Uh, hot Chicks, and it was really White Chicks.
1: Oh, White Chicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a weird name.
0: Yeah, Hot Chicks is a great name for a movie. Uh, white Chicks is a... Okay. So, Uh-oh. all right. Well, there's not enough Black. What about Asian? So they want all... Um they want all it's all races it's just to it's be integrated. Terrible. There's more Asians than there
1: are blacks, so that's interesting. Probably. Um, yeah, Asians are comprised 4.17%, and blacks comprise 3.74%. Black Americans. What
0: about indigenous peoples? I bet um, there's a lot of like
1: 0.5%. Really?
0: hmm I
1: mean, given how many there are, I, I can't imagine there's uh, Okay, you know. but
0: there's this native People's First Nations peoples up in Canada. So, um, what I would this like to is, know this how is many right? they um, oh, oh, this is NHL, but it's not, is Canada not part of NHL? That oh, don't are they, they have some teams? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, baseball has Canadian Toronto Blue Jays and really, yeah, why? I don't know. Well, the, it, yeah, I don't, there are Canadian teams playing in uh, American s- professional sports leagues, not. Now, not basketball. Is there a Canadian basketball team in the NBA? If if we are probably getting this wrong, the good thing is we have so many male listeners that they will correct us. So, <laughs>
1: we really have no idea what we're talking dial about. Dial your phones <laughs> now. Yeah, they're 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 ready to Getting ready to mansplain. Um, yeah, I, oh, think, I welcome the mansplaining. Please. I really don't understand this. So what? What's going on?
0: Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I think there are probably a lot of Black people who have felt barred from hockey, and it's caused a lot of harm and pain. What, what? And it's time that we reckon <laughs> with it.
1: Is it just okay for people just to have to like to for people of color to just not be that into hockey? No. Is that okay? No, it's
0: the same way. It's not okay for women not to be into. Uh, software engineering or coding because yeah. if you're not into it it's it's only because the the men the patriarchy has isn't that you out. strange isn't
1: that strange i feel like that's very it's it's it, it almost presumes that whatever it is that white men are really into is an amazing thing that it's better barring yeah barring uh structural racism everybody would want to be take you know have a slice of um and and once we get rid of these barriers they'll just be up and at them but i well, i think that maybe maybe black people are just not that into or they're not close to the communities where they would have rinks and be you know participating yeah, no, all the time why. and that's and and also there's a cultural element to it you know if your your dad teaches you how to do you know uh, i mean how would i know but <laughs> but i presume you know there's there's f- sports fa- pass on families you know there are people who yes look at who, sarah palin you
0: know, she was the hockey mom Yeah, that was her whole thing
1: yeah and and it I I can see how that there's just remnants of that that will continue on for some time. And that's okay. It's just okay. We don't have to have this, you know, diversity. I know. The the
0: thing like getting to the the STEM and the coding and all that and the the gender divide, I guess the argument is that those jobs pay more. So if you are a software engineer, that's probably going to pay more than if you... Are well, it's definitely going to pay more than if you're working in HR. Okay, so human resources is overwhelmingly women. Yeah, and and that's not where the money is. But the fact is, and I've talked to guests about this. Heather Hying, for instance, who was the very first guest on the Unspeakable podcast, we talked about this. Women are actually better. They they are just as good at uh, hard sciences and things like coding as they are as men are. the The issue is that they are they are just as good at languages and communication. So women tend to be very good at both of those things. And men on average are only good at one of them. Is that true? Yeah. And so women have a choice. So the issue is that women have a choice. And so they are then more Hmm. likely for various reasons to Go into a profession yeah. where there's where there's people. I mean, again, like we get into I, I this, doubt, like women that people a little bit
1: though. You like, do code coding like programming. It's it's a very it's a
0: it's no. You think that women requires, can't do it?
1: No, not not just can't like don't want to. One, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. One, but they don't, also I, it it requires kind of an obsessive. You, you got to do it for hours. Yeah, well, I don't want to say that, a word, but. Kind of, you know, like there's there's an but element there's to it that
0: women who are really good at coding and but sure. they probably but but they feel many of them. left out. But like a lot of those guys, I, mean, I have talked to women who have talked about being in tech and women who are really, really engineering minded and coding minded. And they said that they just felt like they the, they couldn't take the bros like it was these nerdy really? bros. And they yeah, they didn't like it. And but the thing is. I would say, okay, you didn't like it and you had other choices and you actually w- went into something out. There's a reason you didn't like it because you actually want to interact with people in a certain way. Yeah. And you yeah. want to have your weekends and you want like these guys just do nothing but obsessively do this stuff. So I guess it's sort of like, is this, is it sexism or is it just a culture the way the way people are in this particular culture culture. certain
1: kind of expectations and I think ultimately not wanting to do that not wanting to be in front of a computer screen for 10 hours to solve the one you know find that one uh thing that's crashing the system or whatever like that's if you're if you don't have the tolerance for that kind of work ultimately you're bad at it it's the same thing if you know saying I'm bored or I hate it and I want to go home to my kids or whatever it is and you have the option to have a lower paying job, but that's much more fun and much more interesting to you. Well, um, I don't know. I, I I don't really buy that women are just as good, good at coding, but men are not as good at language stuff. I think it's I think it's parallel. Okay. Like I think it. Like I th- I think men tend to be better at it, not just because of like iq but because they have a tolerance for that kind of work and enjoy that kind of work which it's it's that's part of being good at something and is that makes you it. better
0: at it yeah well and then if you look at the uh the the distribution like the bell curve w- women there are more extremely intelligent men and extremely stupid men women mm-hmm. on average are of higher intelligence than men on average but at the at two extreme ends you have men that's why you have like a lot of these, I mean, people are going to get mad at me for saying this. There is an argument that that is why you have these men, these like super high, high men in tech, like extreme, extreme, extreme high intelligence. But there's also I I, I think it's pretty, pretty obvious that there's a lot of really stupid men out there. Yeah, of course, of course, more so it's than just, women. It's not even like necessarily an intelligence
1: thing. Like it's just a combination of certain kinds of skills that happen to be found in men and, and also personality traits that happen to be found more in men. And it just so happens also that now this is where all the money is. Um, right, but
0: why is that? But is that because we're rewarding men? Like, why have we arbitrarily decided that these skills that men on balance tend to have more well, than women are it's more valuable? It's not arbitrary.
1: It's the it's the the
0: the market is deciding it. We didn't. Okay, but the market is a it. capitalist patriots. Pa- pa- yeah, yeah. You know, well cap- that it's, hetero, it's hetero, hetero, cis hetero um, patriarchal. The invisible hand of the market is. Uh, is a sexist,
1: unfortunately, what are we going to do? I don't know. I think women, women don't go towards the high earning careers. They don't, they like men are willing to sacrifice a lot of things to make more money because that's more valuable to them um, than women. And I think a lot of that also has to do with the expectation that women have that, you know, I will find somebody probably and it's okay if I'm earning less than him, that won't jeopardize our relationship. Um, It's kind of weird, actually, if I make a lot more money than he than he does. And um, men go into relationships thinking the exact opposite. I have to make a lot of money.
0: And if they want to have kids, they're not going to work 80 hours a week. I mean, this is something Jordan Peterson talks about. Also, he says the the vast majority of anybody doesn't want to have these these high these high executive CEO jobs. They don't most people don't want to work 80 hours a week. The very, very tiny percentage that do are more often men for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think we can, I, I don't, it doesn't make sense to measure progress by uh, making sure that every field and every, uh, you know, uh, profession and hobby, uh, you know, is is exactly equal in terms of all the different metrics. I think the only, the only thing that I would try to actively equalize is like in terms of access is class, is trying to get lower class people into like, if, if I had, if I control the yeah. state, you know, like if I control yeah. the, the government, that that's, that's what I would be doing. That's where I would be, you know, leaning, you know, uh, uh, like leading my, my um, energies, not in this, this, this DEI sense. Um, this is not, I, I don't think it's useful. I don't think it makes any sense. It goes against what people want anyway, um, well, also, not- if
0: you if you look at class, you are going to get people of color naturally because there are more people of color who are in lower income class income brackets. So you get get guess what? You kill yeah. two birds with one stone. I don't know why this is so difficult to comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. But uh,
1: it, it, yeah. anyway, and now we get this kind of absurd thing with the NHL and NHL um yeah. Uh, internal demographic study that's very problematic. I think we didn't we talk about like construction workers or something like that also having uh, it was just very problematic that they uh, there weren't enough men in construction or enough women in construction and this was uh, due to the sexism of the industry. Um,
0: Yeah. Nothing about women don't want to do this maybe. You know like women want to catcall women on the street just as much (laughs) as men do. So they should be allowed to be construction workers. Do you think that's an unfair generalization of construction workers? The cat. I've calling? actually
1: never no. seen it. I've never seen it. Have you seen it?
0: Well, you live in a city. Yeah, room. I don't.
1: I don't. Well, in, I I don't even see. Yeah, I mean, I think there's
0: also. a, uh, you know, there's a showing off. It's kind of a. It, it's it's not always construction workers. That's a cliche, but yeah, I mean, it's been a yeah. while, but sure, yeah, they'll say they'll like. Just, it's just a. They're just showing off for one another. They're mm-hmm. just, it's like, it's like, I think I said this before. They're just basically saying, I'm not gay to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing. So, oh yeah. well, that's, uh, but uh, sure. I mean, construction workers, that's a really, it's a really hard job. I was it's on a this, hard job and in pay as well, depending yeah, on, and how I, skilled you know, you are. I was on the subway this morning because I took the red eye into New York and I, t- I, um, took the subway from JFK up into Manhattan and it was about five thirty AM or six by the time I got on the subway and it was just packed with people going to their construction jobs. It was a, a lot of men and it's just, it's amazing. These guys, they've got their work boots and their backpacks with their tools and it's, the sun's not even up yet and they're really tired and you just see like how hard most people work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can imagine just getting up that early every morning and going to a job and doing manual labor day after day after day. Yeah. That's what they do. Uh,
1: I mean, and some people, some people
0: like it though, you know, I no, mean, the, a lot of them like, it. I mean, uh, there's yeah. tremendous pride mm-hmm. in it. No, I know. Yeah. But, and, um, and, and we actually need more. I mean, we need less people in college and more people in vote in vocations and trades. Uh, Including, okay. including men, In, <laughs> yeah,
1: including, including more women, and I we need, need to more get men, more yeah, women to work with their hands
0: and yeah. play hockey. Yeah, um, a lot of construction workers should really just be um, funneled into hockey. I'd say. Yeah, I, I don't even get need. the sport to be honest. It's just
1: I don't get hockey. Well, it's very violent. Football. There's
0: also fights it's, breaking out. A huge part of hockey is, is fights breaking out on the ice. That's for some reason. I, that's just part of it. Bloody noses and it's always. Yeah, it so. seems very dangerous. Yeah, it's really dangerous. It's a really, really dangerous uh sport. Mm. So they are like modern gladiators, right? Like, I mean they're <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like ultimate fighting, but on on, on ice. On ice. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Well, have Had we enough, uh, have enough? Yeah. Have we covered everything. Um time for right. bonus content. Time for bonus. Um, uh
1: subscribe if you want access to the bonus stuff uh and also our hangouts coming up our hangouts coming up um oh my gosh november
0: are you sarah are you are you saying you can't
1: come i have to come of course i have to come i'm gonna have to i have to come i'll be there oh
0: it's november 5th at 8 p.m eastern
1: time but for founding members only yes that's that's it's, it's really not everyone um but for, for some of you, it's the very, very special people you can have access to. For everybody else, you have access to the, if you are a paying subscriber, you have access to the community, which is great space. I really like it. Um, and growing community. And we hope to be able to do more stuff. We'll see. Um, and keep you updated. Thank you for subscribing, for those of you who are yeah. subscribers. Um, and is that done? Are we done? I think we'll we're see done. You, we'll see you next In week. Hell. In hell. hell.
0: Just remember there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other.